Hey, it's Amber Smith. Welcome to the Conscious Coach Podcast. to the Conscious Coach Podcast. I am super excited to be bringing an interview today um, for one of my friends and one of my students in my business program, Aubin Palmer. Aubin is a coach for working moms, so this might be a little bit of a different episode because she also works with moms who are not entrepreneurs. So I work with a lot of entrepreneurs, obviously, <laughs> but Aubin works with moms who either have a corporate career or a part-time job or a full-time job or have their own business. And we talk about all sorts of things because Aubin and I both are moms, obviously, (laughs) and we both have little girls and she's pregnant with her third. And it's such a cool conversation. I don't often talk about the things behind the scenes of my motherhood. I often talk about entrepreneurship, but there are challenges, especially and uniquely that belong to working moms. And so I'm super excited to share this interview with you. And I think you're going to get a lot out of it. If you're a mom, if you're not a mom, listen in anyway, um, you might get some insight to what your mom friends are going through or, um, just some insights for your personal life about managing time, managing emotions, things like that. But especially you mamas, this is going to be an amazing episode for you. And I am so excited to share Aubin. Um, I will share where to find her at the end. And for now, let's jump in. All right, you guys, welcome to the Conscious Coach Podcast. Today, I am interviewing Aubin Palmer, who works with Coaching Moms, and I am so excited to have this conversation since both of us are working moms <laughs> of kids. Um, so, Aubin, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, hi. Thank you for having me, Amber. Yeah, my name is Aubin. I am a coach for working moms, and this is something I'm very passionate about because I am a mom as well. I have two little girls that are four and six, and I am pregnant with girl number three that's due in January. So I love helping moms work through the self-conflict. They feel a lot with having this passion for a job and a passion for being a mom. And I love for them to feel zero conflict and that they can be a hundred percent themselves in both. And that there is zero reason to doubt yourself or stop yourself from reaching your full potential in both. And so it's been so fulfilling for me to help other moms come to this realization and find themselves in what they do in every part of their life. And I mean, I do it for myself, of course, but then seeing it in other moms as well, just fills me with so much joy. So it's great. Yeah. I love this so much. I know a little bit more, but, um, then we're going to dive in right to all of this yeah. that got you here, but I know you were a nurse before you're a coach. So why yeah. don't you tell us a little bit about your story, nursing, and then your transition to coaching. Yeah. So I had always wanted to be a nurse. And if you asked me why, when I was a kid, I would say, well, because it's a good mom job. And I, I actually loved the body and how it worked and the health fascinated me, but really part of why I wanted to do is because I, I had to be a good mom in the job I took. So I didn't want to waste my college career and not have a job that I could do once I was a mom. So that was like my logic my whole life. But then um, even when I was a mother, I went very part-time and I wouldn't call myself a working mom. I had such mom guilt that I couldn't identify as a mom that worked, even though I had a job, I worked every week and was a mom. So Before I found coaching, I had my own drama there. And then I started listening to podcasts of coaches and found that self-help industry that we are in as coaches and 
found so much more peace in my life and realized I had so much more potential than I was giving myself. So I decided to become a coach as well as I'd worked through those issues myself. And I certified at the life coach school and I was doing both for a while. And then earlier this year, I decided I wanted to be pregnant and run a business and decided it was better to quit the job at the hospital and go all in on just this one job and being a mom right now. I love that so much. So I'm just curious, like you've, you've worked at a more traditional job as a nurse Mm -hmm. and now you have your own business. Is there any differences that you've seen between those two things? Oh, of course, like corporate jobs and entrepreneurship are very different and there's definitely pros and cons to both. Um, Right now, as a mom being pregnant with young kids, I, I just really love the entrepreneur world because I get to set my own hours. I get to be more in control of the balance of the two, which is something I like to help my clients with, even if they're in the corporate world is figuring out what's right for them. Because sometimes we get so stuck in the mold of the nine to five or whatever, even in the corporate job. And I love being able to, um, whether you're working on an entrepreneur job or you have a boss and you have to report to them, figuring out what's right for you and then sculpting your job to fit that. And so sometimes that means finding a new job. That means going part-time. That means building your own business, whatever it means. But I love that there's no right answer. What's right for me is not right for you and vice versa around the globe. Like helping my clients figure out what's right for them and then acting on that is so important in being a working mom because I find that moms are always so worried about what's what the other moms are doing to make it work, what's right. And I have to do the right thing. And they're never listening to themselves. They're listening to what other people say, what their mom says, like they're more worried about what other people think and finding that self-centered answer, whether you're in the corporate world or entrepreneurship world is so important. I agree. I have three girls too. So I feel a little, Oh, I love that. (laughs) Um, And I often think, even though my mom worked a little bit, like she was a basketball coach when I was growing uh-huh. up, like it wasn't this. I, I think that there's like a really new wave of moms who either want to work or have mm-hmm. to work. Um, could you speak to that? Like, do you have clients yeah. that just want to work? Do you work with people who kind of have to tell us? More? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I, I am with you there. Like my mom never worked. And so that's part, I think the kind of the generation before us, it wasn't as common. Some moms definitely did, but I agree. Like a lot of women now, I think um, education got pushed a lot more on us as we were growing up in our generation. And so we came to this adulthood and we're like, but wait, I have this education. What am I supposed to do with it? And um, that's where, you know, it's fine either way. Like if you want to work because you have this education, that's okay. And if you have the ability to work and you feel like you need to, that's great. And I like, um, I think it's important for every employee, worker, man or woman to decide why am I working? Because sometimes I thought I had to work because I had a degree in a nurse. And so it was a big deal for me to quit that job because I had a degree in it and I didn't need to work. I don't need to work now. I want to, and owning that it's because I want to, and it's my desire helps so much in how I show up on the mom side and the work side, because it's not that I have to, 
but it's because I want to, and how am I going to make it worth my time then? And vice versa, if you're feeling like you have to work and it's not what you want to be doing, you're feeling trapped, finding a way to make it serve you still, finding the job that you like more, you're more passionate about, finding a way to make the job you have a building block or a step towards that job you want. All of that gives you so much more fulfillment and direction in life and helps you not feel that conflict between working and being a mom. Yeah. I, I don't work with working moms specifically, although a lot of my clients are moms. So we work through some similar issues, but I feel like knowing and seeing the difference between I have to do this and I want to do this, even if your circumstances are such that like you do need to create an income for your family, just the desire of like, I want to do this. Like I want to use my career or my you know education as a career. I want to make money. I want to do something for me. I want to do something outside of motherhood is such a different experience than like, I have to do this. There's so much pressure. I have to mm-hmm. do this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And it always helps, right. To have a job and make income. And so finding a way to make it part of you and what you want in your life helps that get that fulfilling purpose in your life that gives you so much more desire to do what you're doing every day makes it just a better experience for sure. Yeah. I love that. So what kind of things do you coach on the most with your clients? Yes. So moms usually come to me saying they are overwhelmed, burned out, tired, mom guilt, feeling shame, worried they need to quit their job. They shouldn't be doing this. And those are kind of like the surface problems that they see. But as we kind of dive in a little deeper, I see that it's more that they have forgotten themselves. They are so worried about, okay, I took this desire, this passion to work, and now I have to prove myself. I have to make everyone else happy. And so then those things I said at first are coming out of that because they've forgotten that it's okay. They had this desire to work and that's part of them. Then I believe that desires that we have come from within us or they wouldn't be there. And so honoring our desires as who we are helps get rid of that guilt side of it. And then owning it and saying, this is part of me and I want to be a mom. I have these beautiful children. How can I show up as me in all of these areas? And by taking care of themselves first and honoring themselves first, it actually helps them to show up better. And most of the time moms are afraid, well, if I think of myself first, I'm going to be selfish. I won't be taking care of my kids. I'll be a bad mom, but it's not like they're going to just stop listening and ignore their kids. It's more, they'll listen to themselves. They'll take care of themselves. They'll know who they are. And then they show up as themselves in the job and as a mom. And when we kind of reverse that order, it changes their life and they take the power back to be themselves and love their life. It's, it's the same job. It's the same kids, but it's a whole different experience when they do it that way. I I totally agree with that. I love this conversation because you and I are both working moms and you work with working moms. So it's like, you are your client too. Yeah. I know for me, like, I don't know if you agree with this, but like, I felt like a better mom when I started my business because I had something my business is like, it fulfills me a lot. And so when I come back to being a mom or have a hard mom day or whatever, like I feel taken care of, even though it is work. Do you find that too? Yes. A hundred percent for me too. I am 
I'm ambitious. And most of my clients are ambitious women. That just seems to be a common thing there. And when I have this driven thing of work that I am putting myself into and it's me, then when I I've have that fullness there, I can show up for the mom. And when they're crying and having a hard day and where it would be harder to keep my patients normally, I feel like I'm, I can show up with more love and compassion as a mom too, which is what I want, right? If I just give all of it to the kids and don't take care of myself too, I'm not going to show up as the mom I want to be. And some moms might be able to, I'm not saying this is true for everyone, but if you've had that desire to be, have a job and do that, that's part of who you are. That's okay to fulfill that. And then that might even help you to be the mom you want to be like you're saying, Amber. Yeah. I always think about like the cup, you know, like so you have yeah. to fill your cup before you can pour into other people. Exactly. And it's funny. Cause I don't know if you like, this comes up in a lot of my sessions with my clients, they like want to work sometimes more than they want to be with their kids. And there's some, some guilt that comes with that because business let's face it is like usually easier in my experience and sometimes <laughs> like the hard days, like, especially right. you know, if you're in a transition, like I just finished potty training. I know some of my clients have teenagers, like it just kind of depends on what phase you're in, but like mom is hard. And sometimes business is easy mentally, right? Like it's mm-hmm. what you, based on what you desire versus what you're committed to. Like I'm committed to raising my kids, but I want to work on my business. Does that ever come up in, in your sessions? And do you have any insight to share? Yeah. Yeah, of course. And I think I've even felt that like we all do. And it's, it's easy to judge ourselves and think, oh, I'm, I'm bad for feeling that way. But I have found the best way to work with that is just to acknowledge it and say, of course, like, like just what you described, Amber of like the it's easier in the business and the kids are hard and you're kind of in charge, especially when you're an entrepreneur of what you do, whereas the kids, you can try to potty train them, but they might not do it. And so letting yourself be human and saying, of course, you're going to feel that way, but you still have this commitment. You want to be there for your children. So when you're talking with a coach, this is when it's great to talk to somebody about it. If you're able to say, okay, it is harder. I like work more, but how do I want to show up for my kids? And talking through that helps my clients to see, okay, of course, I'm not going to give up on my kids. Of course, I'm not just going to walk away. I'm going to acknowledge like, yeah, this is hard. I have fun at work, but how do I now want to show up as the mom I am and give your, it's, it makes it easier actually to give your kids space to be human too. When we're giving ourselves space to be human and not be perfect and just bubbly and enjoying every minute of family and parenting time, when your kids are having a hard time, you're able to say, it's okay. You're human. I love you. Let's work together. I'll live, give you space. You give me space. I forgive you. You forgive me. And it just creates a more loving environment, which is what we really want anyway. So working with that makes it easier. It's so true. One of the reasons I love coaching so much is it just gives you more self-awareness, which means you have more self-compassion. Like even just speaking that truth out loud, if you guys are listening, like, oh, I actually do want to work more than I want to be with my kids. Like sometimes like it's okay to admit that. And then I'm sure you work through this with your clients. Like, that's just a thought, right? Like that, that thought that you want to be working, or I guess that, that whole pattern of desiring to work is coming from a thought you have about yourself or about the tasks that you have to do. And I think that awareness and even just speaking it to another human and getting like the reflection piece, like that can be huge too. Even just admitting that out loud can 
help you move through the guilt, especially like if you haven't been aware of that before. Yes, exactly. Interesting. Is there anything else you want to add about that? Like the the wanting to work more than you want. Yeah. And I, I, this is just one of the big things I talk about with clients is it's self-sabotaging to think, Oh, something's wrong with me for think feeling this way. And like you said, realizing it's a thought that our thoughts are not us. Cause some, I used before I knew coaching, I thought they were like, if I thought it, it was part of me. And, and so then the shame and the mom guilt and all that comes, but just saying, Oh, that's, I thought it. And it's okay. And even if I still think it after I'm aware of it, like I said, we're just human. It's easier one or the other. And just getting to recognize that when we beat ourselves up for our thoughts, it's just self-sabotaging and it makes it harder, but just being aware and working with yourself. I like to be my best friend instead of my worst enemy. And so seeing that with compassion instead of judgment is a game changer. Yeah. I love that. I love that so much. Well, we covered definitely one of the things that I wanted to talk about, which was mom guilt and self-sabotage. Um, I think mom self-sabotage with guilt and I've seen it go both ways. You're not a business coach. So I love that we can have this conversation. Cause like, you probably have a different approach than I do. So like I'll coach my clients on like how they're hiding in motherhood from their business. Mm. <laughs> you probably talk about how they're hiding from motherhood and you know what I mean? In their yeah, business. Yeah. It tends to be that <laughs> Yeah. So let's, let's talk about it. I think it's an interesting point. Yeah. So I believe self-sabotaging is they're very subconscious thoughts. Usually we don't even realize we're having them and it's patterns that we've gained from our childhood. That's where all like the therapy stuff comes with like, this was from my parents kind of stuff, but it's, we all gain it in different ways as we're growing up, the kind of self-sabotaging patterns we have. And as we get into adulthood and we're in this situation as a working mom, it's really good to slow down, which is what I love with my clients and say, why do you feel like you need to hide from your kids? Why is work better? Why are you going there? Why are you avoiding kids? And it's often that I'm not a good mom. I'm not doing it right. I don't, my kids aren't happy. I'm more praised at work. I'm doing good at work. I'm promoted. I'm doing well. And so it's this different feeling of like, I'm feeling good about myself at work and I don't feel good about myself at home. And realizing that how we feel about ourselves is completely our choice, regardless of whether we're the CEO and if our kids are yelling at us all the time, that doesn't determine how we feel about ourselves. Yeah. I feel like just understanding the model, like the difference between a circumstance and a thought, like what you just said is still life-changing for me. Like when you said that, I was like, it's so true because sometimes I think you talked about at the beginning, you know, working in a corporate career versus entrepreneurship and motherhood in the corporate career, you do get a lot of praise. You get bonuses, you get promotions, you get even just verbal praise entrepreneurship. You don't, you don't. And so, you know, if you're a working mom in corporate, you, and you might even argue that too, maybe you don't get praised enough at work, but either way, it doesn't really matter. It's all a circumstance. And what I love Mm -hmm. what I've been saying about you get to choose to be your best friend. You get to choose to give yourself the praise, the words of affirmation, the, the, you know, the inspiring words in the morning or whatever you choose anytime you want. That's not, you don't have to wait for someone to tell you. Yeah. Good job. Exactly. You you love your kids. Your kids love you. You know, you're a good mom, whatever it is. Right. And when, when I'm talking with clients, like while we're in a session, they'll, they'll realize like, of course I love my kids. Of course I want to be there. 
And even I'll say, do you think of yourself as a good mom? And they're kind of like, I can't say that out loud, even to me, just me. And I just say, I want you to say that to yourself every morning before you've done anything, regardless of what happened the day before. I am a good mom. I am a good whatever job they have. Like believing that they are already determines then how they act throughout the day. And when we're saying, oh, I'm good at my job and I'm bad at being a mom, how are we going to then show up during the day? Of course, we're going to avoid being a mom and we're going to go to work. Or even in the entrepreneur world, if we're like, oh, I'm not that great at work, but I'm a good mom. I don't know. Like how we think of ourselves determines how we show up. Right. We think it's like the, the end result. Like, well, I'm a bad mom because I am a bad mom. It's like, no, no, no. You think you're bad mom just because you think you're bad mom. You're using yeah. random evidence to prove it. Right. But it's, uh, it's the reverse. It's important exactly. to remember. Yeah. yeah. I think I, I personally love that there's so many working moms. I think it's a really unique generation, I guess. Yes. Um, yeah. And we talked about a few of the struggles, but what do you think is great about being a working mom? Yeah, I think it's, I mean, I'm not a very like super feminist person, but I think it is helping our gender kind of step forward and say, you know what, we can do great things. And some women are like, well, we don't have to be moms. I'm like, you know what? I'm awesome. I can be a mom and I can work like women are amazing. And I think that we were built to be very smart, very intuitive, very decisive of what's going on and that we can balance being a mom and working. And it's not, it's not to prove ourselves. It's just to be ourselves. I think society has finally gotten to the point where women are showing up and able to, you know, say, I'm good at this. And this is what I want to do. And I want to be a mom. Of course I want to be a mom. It's part of our nature as women. And that's great that we can show up in both worlds, a hundred percent ourselves. And we don't have to feel like, oh, I'm, I'm kind of being a guy over here working. No, I'm a woman and I work and I'm a mom and I am me. And I love that ability we're having these days. Yeah. I think you brought up a really good point too, that our work looks different than the traditional male going to, you know, their yeah. job. Um, are you familiar with the term mental labor? Uh-huh. Yeah. Like I love that concept because I think it's, it's true for us. Like we have an added dimension of, you know, emotional or, or mental weight that we carry around. You know, we also know when the shot records are due and when the doctor's appointments are and what size of clothes our kids wear usually, right? Like this is, yeah. being very, um, I'm overgeneralizing, but right, I mean, right. for a lot of families, that's kind of how it goes. So what's like your biggest either coaching tip or just piece of advice for women who want to do it all well. I, I have a feeling that a lot of people listening are ambitious like us. So we want, it's not like we just want a good business or a good, you know, we want to do good in our career. Like we want to be a great mom and we want to be healthy and we want to yeah. do all the things because we're ambitious. What would you share? Yeah, this comes up a lot and I preach it that be a hundred percent and a hundred percent never means perfect. Um, sometimes when we hear that number, we think perfect, but showing up as yourself a hundred percent let's you be you. And that doesn't mean that the house is always clean. That doesn't mean that you might not miss one of the shots of the child or something, but it means that you're giving it your all because you feel fulfilled when you're doing that. And like you said, these are ambitious women that want to have a strong business that want to be the mom for the kids that want to do it all and do it well. And by figuring out what is passionate for you, like 
sometimes you do need to delegate things. Sometimes you need to say, okay, husband, I am working and you are working. Can you help with X? And, and it's good to have that communication with your spouse so that you're not feeling like everything is on you. But at the same time, you figure out, you know, what? I love taking the kids to the doctor. So I am going to still do that. And I will take time away from work. So I can be the one that does that. But can you do soccer practice? Because I'm not as passionate about that and I can't do it all. And so figuring out that balance for you and showing up 100% as you helps you to do well because you're not just doing everything, but you're doing everything that you do as you 100%. Yes. I feel like one of my biggest personal breakthroughs, I don't really talk about this con- this concept a lot, so uh-huh. I love this conversation, um, was like realizing that so much of what I do with my kids is something I desire. Like I remember, I remember early when I was learning like thought, the concept of thought work that my thoughts create my results and my thoughts create my feelings, you know, all those things. Yeah. I I remember thinking like my husband was going to go hunting and I distinctly remember, I was like, I don't even want to go do something by myself. I genuinely want to be with my kids. I don't need to feel resentful. I don't need to feel like the victim in my marriage. Yeah. I could genuinely be happy that he's going out with his brother and I'm at home and it changed my life. Like I felt so empowered and all the things of, you know, that I was doing, Yeah, nothing changed, just my thinking. Right. And that's the power of coaching that, that you offer your, your clients. It's so powerful. Exactly. Yeah. I have those moments too. And like, I'll just be reading books with my girls and it's the house is messy. And I know I have some things I need to do for my business, but I'm like, you know what, this is the time I set aside to read books with my girls. And this is exactly what I want to be doing right now. And when I go into that space, that's where I build that connection with my kids. That's where I get the result I'm wanting of being the mom I am. And the other things then happen because I wasn't feeling guilty for not doing all those other things that I need to do, but I was being me doing what I desired and showing up that way. And then it's amazing when you're in that energy and space emotionally, you are yourself and you get those little chores done that you think are so overwhelming and they're not. And you're able just to do them and be yourself in doing it. Yeah. I love that so much. So we're going to kind of shift the conversation because I know for me um, and for my clients that are moms, like I said, I don't really do what you do. I don't really life coach, but one of the big things that come up and I'm sure you're going to agree is time management. Yeah. Um, and I know that you had a program about time management. So I know that you have some, some thoughts and some pieces of wisdom um, what do you think is the best way to manage your time as a working mom? Yes. So um, I had a group program this summer and I'm going to do it again in the fall um, for called your balance time, because that's one of the things that usually moms are saying is causing their overwhelm because they feel like they don't have enough time and time management is a hot topic for all people, usually not even just working moms. So true. But, yeah. But um, the mindset I find is behind everything like we've been talking about. So coming to a clean energy and space and how you think about time is how I have found to find balanced time. And I like to use using feminine and masculine energy to balance your time. So it's the energy behind your time use, not just schedule this here and schedule that there. Cause there's tons of planning methods out there, but using that kind of energy behind it, because planning is more masculine energy, right? So when we use, um, some intuition in how we use our time as well, which I think is a gift women have as feminine energy, but people have different balance of both, but kind of, I plan to have feminine energy is how I work it. Oh, yeah. And so 
balancing your time with that, it helps you to show up as a mom and as a working person and blocking both kind of times in your time helps you to feel complete at the end of the day, because that's what masculine and feminine energy do is they balance each other out. And so I have, I do have a free download in my bio right now that explains that all better. If anyone's interested, they can get that there. And then there will be another group program that will give a lot more detail on how to use this to fill like time is just your ally, your friend, instead of like, I don't have enough of it. Cause we all know we can't make more time. So learning how to just feel like, okay, I have 24 hours in the day. What will create this balance that I'm desiring with it and, and owning it instead of feeling like I never have enough is what I've learned to do. And it makes it, it's, it's just, I enjoy my time instead of feeling like I'm behind all the time. Yeah. I feel like in particular, if you're working moms, whether you have your own business or not, time is a bigger asset than money. Um, like I just, I'm sure you agree with me. Just like your kids are only this little once today is the youngest they're going to be. I remind myself of that all the time. I can make more money in the future. I can't get this moment back. And like, that is so hard to train your mind, especially like if you are ambitious, like what we were talking about and you want more and you want to create more and you want to do your best and you want to excel, reminding yourself like this moment with your kids is precious. You don't have to rush. You don't have to hurry, even though that's the temptation. And it's like the cultural norm to always be pushing for the next thing. Yeah. So how would you like coach someone who feels like they're always in a rush or never have enough time? Right. So that's where the whole be present thing comes up. Um, that's, that's kind of a buzzword right now, I feel, but really learning how to be present is so different with your time because part of what I teach in your balanced time is to plan your time. I mean, there is planning with the masculine energy. And so you have this plan and you know, for the whole week when things are going to get done. And so we're not worried about what's going to get done later that night or later that week. We're worried about what are we doing right now? And, and that is how I have learned to not be rushed because what am I doing right now? If I'm worried about what I'm going to do later, I'm not, I'm not going to enjoy what's going on right now for me. And so slowing down and being in the moment has helped me a lot to not be rushed because if I, even when I'm doing dishes, which is not my favorite chore, it helps me to be like, slow down. Okay. I could think about anything right now while I'm doing dishes. What do I want to think about? Like just enjoy the process of doing dishes even. And especially on the two spectrums we've been talking about of being a mom and working, like I get to enjoy both of those. I'm not worried about my kids while I'm working and I'm not just thinking about, Oh my gosh, what's going on with clients and what do I need to do for work while I'm with my kids? Learning to be present in those two spheres is so important because showing up a hundred percent is only possible when you are present with what you're doing at your job and with your kids. And if you're wanting to do both their desires, you have, you have to be able to slow down and be present. And that's a huge self-sabotage. Like we said, that was our kind of our thing is not being present is one of the most self-sabotaging things our brains do to us and learning how to slow down and live in the moment is something I really work with clients on because it's, it will change everything. And then they get to, you're more intentional what you do when you are present. And so it helps you to plan more carefully. It helps you to cut things out of your schedule that you don't really need. And it helps you to then just 
be present and enjoy every moment of every day, even the things aren't your favorite to do, you can still be present and enjoy. Yeah. I love that so much. It's a lot harder to actually do than what we're talking no, about. It takes practice. It, and that's why practice. I work that's hard. What I always it's not, too. It's not, it's not usually like, just one session. It takes yeah. several. Yeah. And it's like, times. I mean, for the rest of your life, right? Like, yeah, for sure. It's practice forever. One of the words that I learned from Robin Sharma, it's not, I didn't learn it, but the way that he describes president, it's like savoring the moment. Yeah. So I like, like that. Linger in it just a little bit longer. Like, so when my like little five-year-old goes Mia how can she's like, I love you, mom. Like, I just like, let it hit me a little bit harder. Um, when I feel emotional, I think, I think about, you know, coaching in general is really giving us the life that we want, not just what we think we can have. And one of them is like expanding our ability to hold emotions. I bet you do this with your clients too. It's like, how can you hold more joy? How can you hold more sadness too? Like not just like pushing it away, but really feeling your life. Um, especially like if you are in that category of like buffering with your business or you don't want to be with your kids, like that's something to look at, not because you're bad, not because, you know, something's wrong with you. It's just like, what emotion are you trying to avoid? Um, I know for me, like, this is just my personal experience is like being bored. Like I, sometimes I'm like dishes. I'm like, I'm doing dishes for the third time today. I'm a little bored. I'd rather work on my business. It's not as boring but my work has been like feeling bored and not trying to run away from it or whatever, but because that allows me to feel the joy and not run away from it or the vulnerability and not run away from it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I love that. And I love working with clients and how I term it is processing and generating emotions at the same time. Mm. And, you know, those emotions of bored or sadness or stress, they're going to come. It's part of the human experience. But as we just allow them instead of resisting or buffering. We, we just learn to allow them in our lives. Then we're not afraid of doing things like you said, and just being present with them. And then we can, once we're allowed it, we can then say, how do I want to feel while I'm doing dishes? Am I, I'm okay to be bored, but I also want to feel excited that I have a clean house after I do them. And so you can do that at the same time. And it just gives you this power over your emotions and practicing on things like dishes helps you then to use it in your business and with your kids, it applies everywhere. And so it's a skill that is life-changing if you learn how to use it, even with doing dishes. So true. I always think of it like a, it's like just a flip-flop. What I get good at in my business, what lessons I learned, I always can apply it to my family life and the things I learned in my family life, I can always apply to my business. Or if right. you're not, if you're not an entrepreneur, cause I, I recognize that some of your audience isn't going to be an entrepreneur. Um, even in your work life, like your, your, coworkers or your boss, like the things you're learning always applies. So don't think like don't categorize it. Like you're being shaped or like what you said, Aubin, I love that. Like it's hundred percent you. Yeah. And it's just good to like owning your emotions helps you to show up hundred percent. You, like you said, because when we're afraid of our own emotions, we're avoiding ourselves. Mm-hmm. And when I came to that realization, I was like, okay, I'm going to feel these emotions. I don't need to avoid them. I don't need to resist them. I don't need to watch TV or eat chocolate. I just need to feel it because it's part of me and doing that will help me then to show up as me at my business, as me as a mom, as me in my life. Go and re-listen to that. You guys, that was so good. When you're avoiding your emotions, you're avoiding yourself. (laughs) It's very good. Especially like, I feel like moms, like we willing, especially working moms, we willingly put ourselves in situations where our emotions are heightened. Like Mm -hmm. 
raising toddlers, raising teenagers, raising tweenagers. Like it doesn't really matter what age you guys <laughs> yeah. know. There's like different levels of emotions that you have to bring. And then in your business, the same, it's like the same thing, right? Like when you get rejected or when you don't get the promotion or when you don't sign the client or whatever it is, <laughs> you have to be able to hold that. And I love how you said it's like a dance between processing and generating emotions. You do both all the time. So good. Thank you. So yeah. the, the next thing I really want to talk about with you is the idea of like seasons, um, because I think moms in general, we understand the idea of seasons, but where do you see the overlap and how do you talk about it with your clients? So I'm guessing you mean just like seasons of life. Yeah. Seasons of life. Them. I know you and I talked about when you were leaving um, your nursing career. I mean, that was a really big decision. I felt like a season was ending and a new season was beginning and then pregnancy is a season. So just kind of what okay. you're talking about that. Yeah. I, I think we talked about being present in the now, but I feel like people are often self-sabotaging where they think whatever I'm doing right now is going to be there forever. And I, how I, things are, I'm stuck. I'm afraid I don't like it. And so then they panic, they worry and recognizing that there are seasons for example, I have toddlers, so do you, and I have my own business and my business structure and hours are different now than I want them to be in 10 years, in 20 years. And that's okay. It's a season, like we're saying. And, you know, I had a season of a corporate job. I had a season of a entrepreneur and corporate job, and now I'm just in the entrepreneur job and they all look different and they're all okay. And being present, but also looking to your future and what you're going to do with whatever season you're in. That's how I like to help people just gain perspective and be okay with how things are going and shaping the future they want because they are in seasons and things are not always the same for sure. So here's like a philosophical question for you, but how would you talk about embracing the season you're in while still making changes that you want to make? Yeah, that's, I think that's so important because if we're unhappy and resisting and pushing away where we are, we're not in the energy or space we want to be in to create the future we want. So I feel like when we're wanting to create the future we want, the first step is to accept where we are and to be okay with it. And when we've come to that energy of saying, I love myself, I love my life, things are good it's kind of the abundance mindset of everything is good. Then we can say, and how can I make it even better? Yeah. I love Where is my potential? It's not just because I it's good and I love it. And it's okay. If it stays the same, it doesn't mean we can't create more. Mm-hmm. That's human nature. We're just a growing desire within us. And so when we come to the space of love and goodness, where we are, we create the energy to reach the potential and future we want. I love that so much. Yeah. I think what you said is really key. Like you don't try to change it right away. <laughs> you don't try to change everything or anything. You just embrace where you are and, and find a way to love it. And then from that place, you can make the changes. I think that's true for motherhood and business. Instead yeah. of wishing away all of the things that you're currently having, find peace with it. And if you can't like love it, at least accept it, right? This is just right, right. right now. Yeah. And it's that's like, that's one of the things that applies to everything. Like if you're wanting to lose weight, if you're wanting to have a better marriage, if you're wanting to connect with your kids, like first find peace where you are and then you can, you can find 
you're in a clean energy. You can find yourself. Like you're not going to care what other people think. You can come to this inner peace, inner energy and say, what do I want? Who am I in 10 years? Who am I in 20 years? Yeah. And then you can answer that with the answer coming from you and nowhere else. Yeah. I love this because I also think this is like the secret, um, <laughs> the secret to personal power. Like you can strip anything, everything away from me and I can find peace. You become a very pow- powerful person. You're willing to take risks. You're willing to do things differently. You're willing to get criticism or coaching because sometimes coaching is uncomfortable as yeah. you know, um, when you're like, I'm willing to feel it all. I'm also willing to get everything taken away from me because I know where my center is. Like, I know I can be okay. I yeah. feel like that's a, an amazing place to create from because you're not trying to make up for anything. You're just building on that, like the abundance of what you already have, which is what you have inside. Right. But you're <laughs> and this goes back to like, what I find is the main problem for my clients is that they've lost this. They don't know themselves anymore and they feel like it's, they're overwhelmed. They're doing something wrong. And the real thing is they just need to come back into the center. They need to listen to themselves again. They need to say, what do I desire? And when they find that, it's not that I tell them what to do, it's that they find those answers within them. But with the coaching, they're able to come back to that center. So good. I love that so much. Okay, Avin, I do have one more question for you. Okay. Um, this is about you personally, because I know we talked a lot about your clients, but because you're a working mom, I feel like you're an example, not just because of what you coach on, but because of how you live your life. So what has been your biggest personal breakthrough as a working mom? Yeah. Are you saying because of coaching and um, yeah, because of coaching, but just because of how you live your life. Yeah. Um, so I feel like the biggest breakthrough is that I found myself again in before I found coaching and before I became a coach and really lived all of it. I had the perfect life on the cover. Like I was married, a pretty house, pretty kids, a pretty job. And I was miserable and I didn't know why. And finding the meaning of understanding the self-sabotage in those going, understanding my emotions and owning them and recentering and listening to myself. I feel like myself and I feel like I could do anything I want. So what do I want to do? And having that power back in my life is what gave me the courage to have another baby and run a business at the same time. Like if you had told me five years ago, I would be doing this. I would have thought you were crazy, but I love that. I'm not just following the mold that I was kind of following. I figured out how to be myself and how to live the life that I want to live. And it doesn't have to be right for anyone else. And no one else has to agree with me. I get to live my life and be me and show up as the coach that I want to be for people and be the mom that I want to be, be the wife. I want to be friend. I want to be, and it's made me able to find a whole new excitement for the rest of my life. Because before it was all about, okay, I have to have kids and get a job and then I'll be happy. And I wasn't, but now it's like, I can do anything with my future and I'm just getting started. And so I feel like a kid all over again. I'm just starting to live my life and I get to be myself and create whatever I want. And I'm loving it. I love that so much. I feel like for me, like, cause like finding yourself is um, like a cliche we talk about in the coaching industry, but yet everyone wants it. Like, secretly, yeah. you know, I don't know if this is true for you, but for me, I, I found myself when I stopped thinking I'll be happy when. And I started thinking like, oh, I'm, I'm happy now because yeah, and that's beautiful. That's like a really 
big distinction, but that's like what you just described, right? Like you're like a little kid again, cause you're in the creative mode and you're like excited for the rest of your life. You're a creator. I feel like motherhood and, and working is so closely related because it's about creation. It doesn't matter what job, yeah. you do. it doesn't matter right. what yeah. it's about creation. Um, yeah. And I think there's a lot of beautiful synchronicity in that for sure. Exactly. I love that. And it's just, I love how you said that because am I happy all day, every day? No, but am I happy right now? Yes. And that like loving my life exactly how it is and knowing I can make it whatever I want is so different than how I used to think. I was like, what do I need to fix? What am I doing wrong? Was what behind every thought I had. And it feels so opposite now. And it just gives me that much more peace and self-fulfillment every day. And it's not, oh, I have to get to X to love myself and be happy. It's like, look what I've done today. And I'm, that's enough. And it just makes it, it makes it so much more exciting to try to have a, do more with my business to have more kids. I don't even know if we're done with three. Like, I just don't even know what, I don't know what my future is. And yet I do like, I'm going to create it. So I know it's in my future. And I'm just, I know I can do whatever I want to do. And so let's, yeah, it's just my life. Ultimate potential. Yeah. I love that so much. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Aubin. Do you have any final thoughts for us? Um, yeah, just anyone that wants to follow me, um, my profile on Instagram is at Aubin Palmer Coaching. And that's my website as well, aubinpalmercoaching.com. And just follow me or message me, talk to me on the website. And I would love to answer any questions you have and any working mom out there that heard anything that would help them. I'd love to talk to you more and just hear what's going on for you because you are not alone. And I used to think I was the only person that thought like this, yeah. but that is definitely not true. And so it's good to find other women to talk to and help you figure out what you want to do and find yourself again. I love that so much. And you have your program and you still work with clients one-on-one. Yes. So I do work with one-on-one clients always, and I do have open spots right now. So we could talk about that if you're interested. And then I do plan on opening another group in the fall for balance time. All right. I love it so much. You guys coaching, especially like, obviously most of my listeners are coaches, but, um, in case you're not, I just think if, if you're listening and you're like an Aubin fan, like, or, or you're a me fan, it doesn't really matter. Coaching is so good, especially for people like working moms, because I always like, this is just like a new generation of moms. Like this hasn't been done before. So the way that we manage our mind, the way that we manage our time is like brand new. And so yeah. helps you innovate and ch- find new solutions. Like what Aubin does is helping you find new thoughts about yourself and your life that lead to new, amazing results. So I can recommend it more. Um, thank you so much, Aubin. I will link up all your stuff in the show notes so that people can find you. Highly awesome. recommend you. Thank you. She's awesome. And she creates amazing content. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. Amber. This was great. You're so welcome. Okay. Talk to you later. Thanks. Bye. Hey, you guys, I hope you love that interview. I wanted to share a little bit about where you can find Aubin in case you want to connect with her. Her Instagram handle is at Aubin Palmer Coaching, and she has AubinPalmerCoaching.com as well. And if you go to her Instagram or her website, she has some free resources for you. And I think she's just an awesome person with an awesome mission. So I hope you enjoyed this interview and I will catch you guys next week. Hey, 
I hope you loved today's episode. If you're ready to grow your coaching business with high level, higher ticket clients, I'd love to invite you to join my business program, Pro Coach. It's my lifetime membership program to help you craft, market, and sell your coaching packages to aligned, high-level clients. Find out more at itsambersmith.com forward slash program. I'll talk to you soon.